Okay, we're working our way through the Ten Commandments as a series in Exodus chapter 20. We continue. <clears throat> we're in verse number 15, which is, Thou shalt not steal. No stealing. Got it? <laughs> Good. Sometimes when you come to a passage like this, you say, what's that guy to do with us? I don't think any of us are thieves. But we can think about it. Uh, God put it in there. Like I said, it's not ten suggestions. It's ten commandments. And God wants to impress on us certain types of thinking. And there's a way that we look at the world around us. And he's been very uh, powerful, I think, in the Ten Commandments. The first four having to do with our responsibility towards God. Jesus said that the, that the commandments, Ten Commandments, are all covered in two. Number one, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right? And that was the first four as we learned about approaching God regularly with a serious attitude. And then uh, Jesus said the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Don't do to other people that you don't want done to yourself. And we talked about the value of life, honoring your parents, uh, not committing adultery last week, and this week thou shalt not steal. And when we think about that comment, uh, <coughs> I think stealing has sort of different uh, possibilities one of the things that I used to think about a lot was stealing at work. Uh, and people would get to work and they'd talk for an hour and a half before they started. That's stealing. Stealing time. Uh, you, you're, you're taking something that doesn't belong to you because you didn't do any work. And uh, they used to say to me, how come you're always at your desk? Because I'm working. <laughs> I'm not sitting around. I'm working. You know, I got stuff to do. And so uh, that, that was one of the things that I talk about. Avoiding payment. There's ways, is there anybody that we are avoiding payment to? And we're going to look at a few different verses that have to do with the attitudes behind that. Uh, Romans 13, Romans 13, in verse number 8, it says, Owe no man anything. Don't owe people. Don't owe people. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. And so if we owe something, we need to pay it. And that's certainly a way to avoid stealing. I think I saw a lot of stealing because I worked in a business, was a cash business. And people uh, dealt in cash. When I, when I was on the road many, many years ago, I had a big wad of money in my pocket all day long. And it got bigger as the day went by. And uh, it was a very tough way for some people to deal with things. And I've seen crazy things, uh, people stealing. They run two set of books. They'd have a book under the seat of their truck, thinking nobody's ever going to look under there. <laughs> And they'd uh, make false receipts. Uh, they figured out ways to steal. It was amazing. And they used to pick up empty bottles. In case empty bottles were worth $1.20. So they'd say to some storekeeper, 
uh, I'll give you a receipt that I picked up 100 cases. And I won't pick up any. And so you'll get money from that. And when I want steak for dinner, I'm going to come and see you. And they did. And, and everybody was stealing. You know, they'd, they'd say, yeah, here's a receipt. I picked up, a, you know, it's $120 or whatever. And uh, you just keep it. And when I'm ready for my uh, steak, I'll, I'll let you know. And the store player, store kept, keepers played along with it. Everybody was in there to steal things. We had a guy, he went to the vending machine and he took out a handful of coins and shoved them in his pocket every once in a while. Somebody finally figured that out. And one guy, wasn't too bright, uh, we would give a driver a roll of coins. And we liked dollar coins. They were the new thing, the dollar coins. And he was supposed to put them in the vending machine so that they could make change. And he decided he'd put them in his pocket. And so he went to the bank every week with $100 of rolled coins and said, here, put these in my account. And the bank got a little suspicious. <laughs> and the bank called us and said, you know, this guy, he keeps, yeah, okay, we got it. And he didn't last very long. But it was always amazing to me. I remember I used to keep coins in my desk because I tested coin mechanisms every day. And so I had probably $100 worth of nickels, dimes, quarters, dollars, and everything in my desk. It was in there for years, and I used it every day. And then we got hired this new kid, and I opened the drawer the next day, and all my quarters and dollars were gone. So I said to one of the guys there, I said, I think we got a thief here. He said, oh, we can't prove it. And I said, well, I've had $100 in my desk for the last 10 years, and it's been sitting here, and nobody ever touched it. And we hired a new guy, and it's gone. So I think it might be him. And it was. He took about $50 from me and from, he went up in the office, actually opened the office and found money there and took it with him. So he got like 50 bucks. He probably earned 100 bucks a day. But he got 50 bucks stealing it. He couldn't help himself. He was driven to steal. And so he'd steal. Of course, he lost his job that day. And uh, you think, what is going on? What kind of attitude is it that people have where they seem to have to steal? And I saw an awful lot of it over the years as people figured out crazy ways where they could uh, cheat and steal a little money for a steak, you know, <laughs> or for whatever reason, for 50 bucks when you made 100 bucks a day. So it, it was all kind of strange. But uh, there's attitudes uh, behind this thou shalt not steal that help us to, the Bible instructs us about certain ways that we think uh, and that help us to talk about stealing. And the first one we're going to look up is in uh, Philippians chapter 4. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Philippians chapter 4. This is part of the anti-theft program. <laughs> Anti-theft 
attitudes, all right? These are attitudes that we have about things. About things, all right? Attitude. Here we go. Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse number 11. And Paul is talking. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Those two words mean I know how to be abased, or I know how to be poor. And I also know how to abound. I know how to be rich. I know how to be both of those things. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. So he says, I've lived both ways. I've lived where we have plenty, and I've lived where we can barely have enough to eat. I've lived both ways, he says. And I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. All right. And so he said, I am learning. I'm learning these things that we know, all right, both how to be abound and how to abase. abase all right. And so we learn to be content with the things that we have. Right? I can go either way. So one of the things that helps, are you content? Are you content with what you have? Paul said, I learned to be okay either way. I, what's the verse 11? I speak not in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. So are you happy if you're low on cash? <laughs> are you happy? Uh, it's easy for me because I grew up low on cash. Real low, all right? <laughs> Times when we didn't have food on the table. All right, so I can, it was okay. We made it. We made it. I don't eat rice anymore because I never want to eat rice again. But I ate it then because that's what we had, you know. And so those things, we learn to be content. And has a lot to do with thieves. They're not content. Need to be content. We got to learn that. It's something that God expects you to take into your mind. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I don't need things. That's not what makes me happy, anyways. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for what God gives, but I'm happy one way or the other. So that's one of the instructions that I call anti-theft attitude. Are you content with the things that you have? Here's another one that bears. Thought First Corinthians, after Romans is Corinthians. First Corinthians, chapter four. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. First Corinthians four. Okay. Verse 7, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7. This is a very thoughtful thing. Who maketh thee to differ from another? What makes us different? Well, God makes us different, right? Everybody is born a little different. No, no two people have been alike since the beginning of time. Isn't that amazing? All right, so he says, who makes you different? And what dost thou that thou didst not, what hast thou that thou didst not receive? And if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory if thou hast not received it? Or he said, everything 
comes from God. God owns everything. He lets you have things. Right? They're all His. Kids just sang a song that we used to sing over and over when we were kids. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. He owns the rivers and the rocks and rills, the sun and stars that shine. Wonderful riches more than tongue can tell. He is my father, so they're mine as well. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I know that he will care for me. So, God, what you have, don't say, well, I got this all by myself. You didn't. God allowed you to have the strength. God allowed you to live in a certain place. God allowed you to give you energy. And, and he had you have a job. And he allowed all those things. And he helped you to be what you are. So if you got it, you really don't own it. You got it from God. And so it's a hard thing to remember because we think, I worked hard for that. Well, I don't know. I own a house. I've worked all my life to pay for that house. My father owned a house that he worked all his life to pay for. And he said, where'd they come from? They came from God. No question in my mind. I was ready to buy a house a couple roads over here. And I had the loan actually in my hands from the bank. I went to the owner. I said, we agreed that you'd sell the house. He said, I changed my mind. I said, what? No, I changed my mind. Forget it. So here I am with all the money and no house to buy. And I drove over to see my parents. And when I drove by, there was a for sale sign in front of where I live now. I said, my wife, let's buy that one. Okay, we did. Just like that. And we bought that one, and that turned out to be the right place because there was property behind it. And when my father was looking for a house, I uh, talked to the guy that owned the property behind it, and I said, go see my father. I'm sure he'll buy that property. He said, ah, yeah, okay. And he never said nothing. And Christmas Day, he went to see my father, and he said, Hey, come with me. I'll give, take you for a ride. My father doesn't know. He jumps in the car, and they drive down to my driveway and drive in. And he goes, uh, Merry Christmas. I just gave you this property. So God did the whole thing. I can't say, well, my hard work. I, that's how it works. God did it. He gave me the ability to work and pay bills, but he's the one he arranged so that my father lived right behind me. He did all that. We didn't do it. All right. And so he says, what do you think you have that you weren't given from God? Is there something you think you own all by yourself and God had nothing to do with it? So, therefore, you better not steal what somebody else has. Why? Because they were given it from God. Don't mess with that. Don't steal, he said. Don't steal. Remember, everything you have comes from God. He's the one that arranged it. He's the one that made it what it is. And you say, well, when you were starving, can you say that came from God? Yeah, I can say that came from God. We didn't starve. We lived. And that came from God. And it comes much more clear to you that what you have comes from God. When my father shot a deer, that was the only meat he had all year. We had one chicken once a week. The only meat we ate. And uh, God knew. He supplied. We had what we needed. And uh, 
sometimes a lot, sometimes not so much. And so uh, we learn to be content. And then we learn, secondly, and part of the anti-theft attitude, that God gives us everything we have. God gives us everything. You don't have it if it didn't come from God. Be careful of your attitude towards other people's things because God gave them. And so that's another thing to think about. Third one, and this is many places I could go for this, but 1 Thessalonians is a good one. All the T's are together. Thessalonians, Timothy, Titus. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And these are very famous verses. I've preached on them many, many times. Verse 16, rejoice evermore, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so we must learn to be thankful. That's a very good anti-theft attitude. Are you thankful? If you're thankful for what you have, if you're thankful for all the things that you consider that you should be thankful for, are you thankful for them? That'll help be an anti-theft kind of thing because we're grateful. And the point of view of being thankful is hard to keep focused on. We get really good at it at Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I kept the Thanksgiving lists up all through Christmas, and they're still up there. I wonder if you've read any of them. They've been there since Thanksgiving. And being thankful is a thing that you really need to learn. You really need to learn, because I think probably... The greatest weakness that we have is to take for granted what we have. Take it for granted. Yeah, okay. I just assume. And, uh, you, you know, you go over and watch the kids next door and all the things that they're learning over there. Don't ever take that for granted. Be thankful. Be thrilled that we got such a thing going on over there. It's fantastic. And there's something to be thankful for every time you walk in this door. And you learn to do the same at home. Learn to be thankful for what you have. And God's very good to us. We learn to be thankful. So that's a real good attitude to live with every day is to be thankful. Now, Jesus is going to expand on that attitude uh, We'll go for one more here in Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Verse 8, Jesus is talking. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Here's why. Freely you have received, freely give. Choir sings a song very often. God forgave my sins in Jesus' name. I've been born again in Jesus' name. Freely, freely you have received. 
freely, freely give, all right? And so uh, freely give is what Jesus recommended. And it's a great anti-theft attitude because instead of getting, you're giving. Our focus is on giving to people, not on getting from people, but giving to people. He said, you've been freely given to. God has freely given you boy, all the things that you can think of. Salvation and a home in heaven and eternal life. All those things God has freely, freely given. So he said, you ought to be freely, freely giving to others. And that will help a lot our anti-theft attitude. Never think of taking from people because we always think of giving to them. And Jesus is the one who instructs it clearly. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 and verse number 35. I have showed you all things. How that's a laboring you ought to support the weak. To remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's a much happier thing to give than to receive. Right? And by the time you, you get to be old and grown up, you'd say, I ought to have learned that. Christmas, we love to give. Give and give and give and give. Let's give and give and give some more. Good. Let's keep giving and giving because it's a lot happier to give than to receive. And when we go around and sing on the doorsteps of people who can't get out and come to church... All right. In my opinion, and I'm talking about the food drive and everything we do for Christmas, in my opinion, that is the highest thing we do. We stand on somebody's doorstep and sing who can't get out. And they, I, and we've been doing it for years, and people cried and people said, I'm dying of cancer, it's wonderful, and so many things. Absolutely priceless treasures that we got because we gave time to go to somebody's house, stand on their step. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And that's some of the very best that I've experienced in all the time I've been here, which is over 30 years now. <laughs> that's the best. And you stand there. And people who are starving for attention and are alone and can't do anything. And you stand on their steps and sing, wow, it is much more blessed to give than to receive. So the attitudes about thou shalt not steal, what's behind it? Well, there's a contentment in life makes me not want to steal, understanding that God gives everything everybody has. It comes from God. So if you take it, you're stealing from God. 
Learn to be thankful and then learn the blessedness of giving over receiving. And that should help the anti-theft attitude. All right? Thank you. We'll do a couple more next week. Next couple weeks, we'll come to the end.